Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey guys, so welcome to this week's interview. We have Mercedes on. Hello. She's a friend of ours and she's a real estate agent. So today we're going to talk about what goes into buying a home, especially for millennials. I think it's like really important that we know this information because I personally know nothing about buying a house. Same. I know absolutely nothing. And I'm super, super excited for this interview, guys, because like I feel like we all, especially people that live in like New York or California or anywhere that's expensive, like we are all fucking confused. Even if you live in like the middle of nowhere, like it's fucking confusing. Like we have no clue. I don't think I can afford gum, let alone a house. So (laughs) this is like necessary information. Like I want to be an adult. Anyone can afford a home. Like I'm like, this is insane. People buy houses. Like that's crazy (laughs) to me. Well, first, before we start the whole thing, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hi. So uh, my name is Mercedes, like you said. Um, I'm from Minnesota. I went to Iowa State and studied marketing. And I've been out in LA for about six years now. You weren't always in real estate, though. You wanted to do something else, right? Yeah. No, so I came out. I moved to LA for the fashion industry. So I basically, like, I did marketing in school, but I, like, took a few fashion classes and stuff and I was like oh my god I want to be a stylist so came out here did that for like two and a half years and um decided that I hated it and realized that if you're in the fashion world you're not making money unless you're at the very 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 top and it just it's a lot of work for you know just you don't get appreciated that much I don't know I could go on about that as well but so I've always wanted to be in real estate in some way, like be an investor or flip homes or, and I, you know, I like interior design. So I was on the phone with my mom when I was trying to figure out the fashion thing. And she was like, you know, like you love real estate. You love the idea of investing and that's what you want to do eventually. Why don't you become a real estate agent? You know, you could learn that side of it and that'll probably help down the road as well. How long did it take to get your real estate license? Well, for me, it took a little longer. I was procrastinating. I It took me about a year. It can take you literally three months. Oh, okay. So it just depends what how much work you do? put into it. Yeah. It, it like, really it's like does. a test? So it's online class. Well, you can do in person. I mean, obviously not right now, but I chose online. Like this was three years ago, three and a half years ago. No, four years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. So four years ago, you can like take, so you have to take three classes. You have to take like um, three different classes. And the last one I took was real estate finance. And it was so freaking hard. I don't even know why it was so hard, but. That seems really hard. Well, I mean, I always think about that when I watch like Selling Sunset or like shows like that or like our listing. They're like, it's $4,500 a square foot. That might be a big number. But like, and then they're like, so that means it's this, this, and this. And I'm like, how the fuck do you guys do that math on the top of your head? Yeah. Yeah, Or like, you have to put this much down, so then you'd have to pay this. I wouldn't know anything. No, it's, it's so, I mean, in, even in that class, like I learned better, like working in the actual field, I don't learn better, like in the classroom, but you, I mean, you have to pass this class to like get your license. And so, yeah, so you have to take three classes and then you have to take a state exam. Um, state exam was 
honestly, it wasn't that bad. I took a crash course, which anyone, you know, trying to do real estate, take a crash course before you take your exam. 100% for sure, for sure. Um, it's like a Saturday, Sunday, they go through and basically like, this is how you pass the test. It's, you know, it's like SAT prep, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. just for real estate agents. Yeah. So that's just like a piece of advice for anyone going to take their um, test. So if you wanted to move to like a different state, it doesn't just transfer over, right? You have to, right. do you have to start from the beginning? Um, I I'm not sure about taking the classes. You probably do. You probably take the classes again, but you 100% have to take the state exam again. It's a different state. They have different Ugh. rules. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, like, how long do you see yourself in LA? I'm like, well, I have my California <laughs> real estate license. Forever at this point. I so, hope so if I put in all that work. Right, exactly. So, but like for, so for someone like our age, like we're in our 20s, <clears throat> you know, millennials. late 20s, late yeah. 20s, we're millennials. And like, Katie and I both grew up in California. Like, I don't know. It just, like, always seemed so unattainable to buy a home unless, like, you're, like, a two-income home household, like, you're married or whatever. And, I mean, if you guys have listened to our podcast, you know Katie and I aren't getting married anytime soon. <laughs> so, like, what, like, can we, like, can we have a house? Like, can we buy a house? Or, like, even without your parents helping. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I know like, what a all by your yourself. co-sign. I don't know if they can do that with, like, buying a house, but, like, is yeah. it attainable? Yeah, so definitely is possible. Um, that's the thing with, like, buying versus renting, too, is, like, when you buy, you might not get your 100% perfect, like, location you know you might have to buy outside the city yeah. you know you know we're not going to be able to buy in the middle of LA but you know maybe a half an hour up in the valley like that's attainable for us you know well, so. everyone's moving to valley village on we're Vanderpump not. rules so I can't it's all a farmhouse like yes. the same exact farmhouse, farmhouse. So I mean it's they're nice but it's literally all the same yeah but so yeah, it's like you get more bang for your buck outside of the city, obviously. Exactly. You're going to get more square footage. You're going to get nicer everything, you know, a yard, you know, stuff like that outside the city. And it's cheaper. It's just cheaper. Do you suggest yeah. people just buying their first home in a location then that they don't really love? No, I mean, obviously, if you can afford to live where you want, like do it. But yeah. especially, especially with, I mean, with COVID right now and a lot of, um, people are working remotely and that's why people are moving the, out of the city. They don't have to, you know, work in the city anymore, you know, commute to that, you know, commute at all. So, exactly. yeah. So it's actually kind of working, you know, in some people's favor that they get to work at home. And so now they're like buying a house outside the city and that can, you know, later on, if they do need to come back, that can be an investment property, you know, something like that. Have you noticed a change in real estate with COVID? For sure. Yeah. So, rents are going down at least in LA like everything I'm talking about is going to be LA market just because that's you know where we are what part of LA are you in like West Hollywood yeah, yeah so I do like West Hollywood Beverly Grove area um I've been hitting so not like, cheap not cheap yeah. <laughs> but I've also like I'm I've also been hitting um mid-city and West Adams area because I have developers looking and um they want to buy it's there's a lot of like older you know fixer uppers in those neighborhoods mm -hmm. that will be cheap on the cheaper side that people can buy and fix and flip and sell for higher profit. Do you try to befriend developers? Yes. I'm emailing like all the time with developers. 
on Instagram, I'm liking their pictures, messaging them, commenting on their stuff. Like you just have to, people need to remember your name. Be like, Oh, that's that Mercedes girl from Instagram. Or like, Oh, she emailed us or we got her um, letter in the mail, you know, stuff like that. So then it's like, once they develop those properties, like you can be the real estate agent for it. Like that's why you run it. Right. Exactly. So like if you find the deal, so you find them the flip, they flip Uh it and then they give you the listing usually is how it goes. So it's basically two deals on one house. You're guaranteed. Oh. Okay. I learned that from Selling Sunset. That's where I got that. We get all of our knowledge from <laughs> shit TV. So yeah, I love that. Michelle was trying to do that. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's really smart. smart. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. And I mean, but finding the deals is hard. A lot of it's off market opportunities, which means you have to go in your network. And that's where your network comes in and you're emailing real estate agents saying, you know, like, do you have anything in this neighborhood? Do you know anyone that wants to sell in this neighborhood? Like that kind of thing. Got it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, obviously, Katie and I can't be developers, or maybe we can, but I, that sounds like you have to have money for that. Yeah. Um, but like, what would you say is like the your best advice for like going yeah. to buy a house or like yeah. to buy a house or whatever? And are there like hidden costs that like we might not know yeah. about when buying right. a home? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess my biggest advice is to save, save, save. You need to save your money. At the end of the day, you're buying a huge purchase and it comes down to like money and your credit and being an adult, honestly. Like, I know. What kind of credit do you need? Like what score? Um, so the market we're in now, you need a little bit higher just because there's more risk with people losing their jobs and such. Um, but usually you want a wrap, like above, I want to say it's 650. So if you have good credit, you can buy a house. That's like simplifying it, but yeah. But I mean, my biggest, yes. But my biggest advice is to save, save, save and pay down your debt because lenders will also look at your debt to income ratio. If you have income, income, you have a crap ton of debt, then they're like, well, do they want to lend you all that money? Because you already have debt that you have to pay off. You know what I mean? Student loans count. So they're usually easier on student loans, but it just looks better if you don't have any, obviously. But I think that happened with my friend and her and like she was trying to buy a home with her husband. And I don't know how their credit is, but they like weren't. I think they had debt at one point and like, I don't think they were able to buy a house because of that. Now it's all paid off. So now they can yeah. start saving to like buy yeah. a house, but it like was not easy even with their two income household. Yeah. And like, it also down to like, if these people want to lend you this money, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and on top of that though, besides like your mortgage, there's, you know, other costs that come with buying a house. So that's another reason why I say save, 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 because you have to hire inspectors to come inspect the house while you're in escrow, because you don't want to buy a house that like, you don't, you just, you have to always get an inspection. Wait, like, that isn't included? Like, you're not going to do that? No, so like, you pay, like, that's probably around like, at least $1,500 is to (gasps) hire Out of my own pocket? Also, what the fuck is escrow? Like, yeah, what well, like we're done. 30 day escrow, <laughs> like 60 yeah, day. So, so when you put in an offer and it gets accepted, you guys go into escrow, which means there's like a third party that makes sure all the money is there, that makes sure all the pay, you know, they have all the paperwork in order. They just, they kind of facilitate the sale and they hold the money. Like 
realtors, we don't hold any of that money for anything, you know? Okay. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not touching any of that. Um, so then you do like the 30 days is like pretty standard, but your escrow can be however long that you guys agree on. Um, and yeah. Um, That's when you can back out of the deal, basically. Right. So then you have usually like, um, it's the standard I think is 14 days, but again, that can be negotiated. Um, you have like a 14 day inspection, like time frame. So you can hire a mold inspector, a structural inspector, a termite inspector, a general inspector, as many people as you need. That's a lot come. of inspectors. Yeah. Well, to come and like make sure that your house is good. Wait, hold on. So I have to do this after I already want to buy the home. Then I can bring in the inspectors. I can't bring in the inspectors oh, prior. No. Yeah. no. Is there like and then I still have to pay out of pocket? Inspector? Yeah. Good. So yeah, you have to pay for the inspectors. That's that's the buyer's because the, that's the buyer's responsibility. But say there's like something crazy like wrong with the home, and you have the 14 days to say. I don't want, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Give me my money back. I'm, I'm not buying this. Okay. But oh. what if you decide, okay. So say like, you're like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to buy this anymore. Cause there's too many yeah. problems. Yeah. What about the money that I just spent on the inspectors? Like, am <laughs> yeah. I, that? you have to, you have, I mean, they did the work. You can't take your money back. <laughs> this is wow. Like, this is risky. This is so risky to buy a fucking house. Like I had no fucking clue about any that's of why, That's why you have to save your money. Like that, like fifteen hundred dollars can't be like, like something really has to be wrong with the house for people to back out usually. So okay. it's, usually, it's worth your money to get an inspector always. Always. Is that when you like find out if someone's been murdered in it, or is that just? No, they usually tell you. They usually tell you up front, like during your your first showings. I've actually. So because I'm doing like so many, or I'm trying to find these like teardowns and older homes for my clients recently, um, I've been to like two showings in the last month where they've been like, yeah, so the owner died in the home six months ago. Like it's, they just like have to touch the front. Yeah. Does that freak people out? No, it doesn't because a lot of those people are either completely like tearing down walls and remodeling or, or tearing down the whole house and building a new one. So it's like, they're like, okay, like. I just want to give a warning to everyone out there. Um, sorry, Mercedes, if you're trying to sell a home, but I lived in a house where the wife died and she was 100% still in the master bathroom. Katie, do you remember at my Mission Viejo house? Well, you would say that, but I never like well, actually witnessed it. But then I would be shitting my pants when I was there alone playing house with you. <laughs> like, and so I was like really scared because you told me it was haunted and I was like, fuck was this. Dead. She was still there all the time. Like, I sprayed her with holy water and everything. If you knock down the house, though, or you're redoing it or, like, sage that motherfucker, then it's, yeah. like, yeah, good vibes. Yeah. Like, so, well, also, when it comes to sage and all that kind of stuff, one of our psychics actually advised us, like, the best way to be rich is gain honestly. Gain wealth is gain, a nicer way to put it, to gain wealth. She said all her rich friends, so I'm just quoting her. Um <laughs> She told us to invest in property, but I was like, I don't even know how to like fucking go about that. So do people usually live in the home that they first buy or do they rent it out first? Yeah. So, I mean, it depends. Some, uh, some people for sure, you know, live in the home as they flip it. If you're like talking about investment properties, um, live in the home as they flip it. So they'll live there for a year, try to flip it in that year quick. 
I mean, that's not even that quick of a flip. That's a little long. But if you're living in it, it makes sense. Um, and then they move on, you know, and some so but some um, like condos, some condos have rules where you have to live in the apartment for a year or two years before you can rent it out. So okay. if that's the rule anyways, you might as well live there while you flip it, you know? Yeah. yeah. What if like you don't even want to flip it? Like for me, like I don't I'm not into that stuff like I'm not into construction or design or really like we want to put in no work it's all done yeah (laughs) no work like I literally just want to throw some money at the problem like just buy a house and then someone rent it out and I like make money off that but can you even make money off that because it's like how do you get like that rent price right right where you're not wasting money yeah so I mean definitely the deal is or the key is to find a good deal you know, you don't want to like overpay for a house and then not get the rent you think you're going to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you find a good deal, that's like first. Um, I do your research, do the math. So your your real estate agent can pull what they call comps, mm-hmm. comparables. I know that word. Yeah. I was like, is that a selling sunset? <laughs> selling <word?"> sunset, <laughs> million dollar um, listing. <laughs> yeah. So your agent can pull comps and say, okay, in the last three months, homes in this area have rented out for this much. And this, you know, these three are very, very similar, similar to yours or something like that. So you can get an idea usually of how much you can like rent something out for. Um, okay. So yeah, it's just, that's just you like doing the math. Okay. So if I pay this much and the mortgage is this much a month and then, you know, rent, I get this much for rent. How much is, how much wiggle room is there? I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, especially on your first few, um, investment properties or you know if say you want to say you wanted to buy in Palm Springs and didn't want to live there like you just want to come in at zero like if they're just paying the mortgage you're building equity for free you know what, what is it? equity yeah what what is that <laughs> <laughs> so if, like, it sounds great I, I for sure want to build it like I'm all about building equity <laughs> I just don't know what that is so yeah so <laughs> equity is just like your value I've heard the word a lot yeah, I mean, it's just like it's the value of your home. But like if you borrow the money from your bank, the more you pay off your mortgage, the more equity you create because you own more of the home now. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you want to pay in cash versus a loan? I mean, yeah, if you have it, cash is king. You know, okay. Usually if you're in a bidding war and you can bid all cash, you you're going to usually get the house over the person that's doing the loan because also there's no loan contingency, which is like another thing. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, like yeah. a loan oh, contingency. Yeah. No, so like the loan contingency is like, so you get a pre-approval letter and if for some reason you like, you know, something doesn't work out with the lender and the loan and they, the lender says, actually, we're not going to give you this money. Then that means you can't buy the house anymore. But if you have all cash, there's no go you're through buy the house. Yeah, it's going to go through. Okay. Well, okay. speaking of cash, like yeah. how much do you have to put down? Like can you just go to the bank and say like, "Hey, I want this million dollar house." Like, can you just give me a million dollars? Or like how much do you have to put down on Yeah. That? Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely depends on like the kind of loan you get. Um if you have like a VA loan, like you're a veteran or you're in the army or something, you can literally put down 0%. They have oh. the front door. Yeah. I'm about to join the army. I know. 
girl got a free boob job in the army, by the way. She's because it was her mental suffering from having small boobs or something. Oh. I swear to God. And I was like thinking, like, should I join? Like, so it seems worth it. Now you get a yeah, free house. I mean, free tits. Not free house, but you know what I mean? Zero dollars. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. You can get, you can do zero dollars down. And that's like, there's just like different programs and lenders you can go with on that. Um, if you're a first time homeowner, there are some programs where you can put as little as 3% down. So that's the lowest you'll be able to put down. So like, okay. give us an example of like a house cost and how much that would be. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's say a $400,000 house um, and putting 3% down is $12,000. Okay, that's doable. That's okay. literally like I mean, LiPo 360. Like, you could get that. You could save for that. There, yeah, but there, there's a catch. Oh, shit. Of course so, there is. You, lenders want you to put at least 20% down. Like 20%? Yeah. So yes. what would that be? On a $400,000 house, 20% is $80,000. <laughs> You're joking. But, okay, so lenders. You this is why so many millennials live at home to save I up now. It. I know. But so you can put as little as 3% down, but then you will have to pay private mortgage insurance. The hell so is that? The point of private mortgage insurance is to protect the lender if you default on the loan. Okay. <laughs> and I'm then getting actual anxiety. Like this stresses me out. And I'm I, don't I don't mean to be so like wordy and like throw all these words at you, but like these, this is literally like if you don't, if you put 3% down, you have to buy private mortgage insurance and that's around three to 500 extra a month. So you just have to prepare. Exactly. Oh. That's why it's like, it's honestly worth it. And that 300 to $500 doesn't go towards you. It goes to, into insurance. You know what yeah. I mean? Do you have to pay that forever or like? Until you reach the 20%. Okay. So okay. like if I just got like a bonus at work or something, like I could just throw that towards the 20% and then be done paying that insurance stuff? Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes there's like penalties for paying it off early, but it's, that's another thing. It's that's a, legit yeah. rude. Like, I know. Like I'm trying to do good shit in my life and you're going to penalize me? I for know. Doing I honestly... Shit. I honestly like haven't looked into that in a while, so I don't even want to like advise on that. But yeah, there's I know there are. <laughs> What's the, okay? So we live in California. What is the average price for a home where you're selling? Yeah. Um. So I actually did a market report recently. So like in the Beverly Grove, West Hollywood area, the average price for a condo is around like nine hundred thousand north of that. Just for yeah. a condo, like what? Two bed, two bath. Yeah, just like like for this. So this is um this was October's market report. It said here I can literally get up the exact numbers. Wow, these goals of owning a home seem <laughs> slimmer and slimmer. This is West Hollywood. Like it's expensive. Um, so the single family home, the average price was uh two million four hundred and fifty two thousand. Okay, cool. So, so no what? single families. So um, what? For, that's for a single, single family? family? Yeah, but that's what like a that? house. That's What's just a like single a family considered just uh, a standalone house. Like you're not sharing the property with anyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. like a single parent. Like I <laughs> got it. got it. Yeah. If you're yeah. a single parent, it's going to cost you $2.4 million. Like, that seems like really a lot of money. <laughs> but like those are also like, that's the average. So some of those numbers are coming from the Hills, which have, you know, $10 million houses. Mm-hmm. 
You know what so, I mean? So, but how much would that be? How much would 20% of that be? 20% of 10 million. Oh, oh no, no, no. 2.2. <laughs> for like the average, the average cost. Okay. So for like a condo is like 905,000. 20% would be 181,000. And you're yeah. supposed to just save that? Really not. I just. <laughs> that You need that much cash to put down. That's, and then you have to pay monthly. That's 20%. That's ideal. Can I get a loan to pay the 20%? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, I need the cash. Like, I can't just borrow yeah. and borrow. But that's, why, but that's why, like, I say, like, you know, get creative. Like, look at, you know, maybe a house in Palm Springs that you rent out. And on top of that, you have a little Palm Springs vacay house, especially, like, in a time like this when, like, people want yeah. to or like maybe buy in Vegas, like that's only five hour drive and like you could rent that out. Palm Springs, all the thinking. music festivals, you can make yeah, buku exactly. bucks. Yeah, and like those like, homes, you can get a house in Palm Springs, like a three bedroom house for like uh, like 450 to like 600,000. Like, okay, that's but okay, so I was thinking about this, like I wanna buy like a house that I don't live in, that I just strictly writ out. And like in my head, like my thought process was like, okay, I buy this like cheap little house, cheap, (laughs) you know, it's (laughs) cheap little couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And then I writ it out until like I'm ready to buy like a real house and then sell it. But like so one, there's like property management companies what do they do and like is that a waste of money like should you just be doing it on your own renting it out yeah so I guess it depends like if this is an out-of-state investment property probably considering we live in California probably gonna (laughs) buy like South Dakota yeah Yeah. right so then yeah definitely you should have even if it's like a friend like that's what I'm saying like if you have a small condo like if I had a small condo in Minnesota where I'm from I would, you know, hire my cousin and give him it's give him a percentage. So it's usually they get paid a percentage of the rent each month. The property management company? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when then do you would start you recruiting one of those though? Like is it for your first investment or like I, but I feel like I don't know, like do yeah. you just bring them in to your first investment or is it once you've started kind of like accumulating a few properties then you start bringing in a management team? Yeah, like if you have one to three properties and you could probably rent them and manage them by yourself easily. Okay. Not easily, but you could. But I mean, I hear, I, I don't property manage, but I hear that it's a bitch. Like it's not fun. People call you 24 seven. They expect things fixed. I mean, I expect things fixed in my apartment next mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like if you're trying to save money, it's definitely possible to manage on your own. But if you get, if you know, if you're owning like, five properties or a, like a multi-family like apartment building or something then it's definitely worth the money to have a management company come in and they do everything you know that's okay, what so I would you want. have to like factor that in when you're thinking about like because if they take a certain percentage of the rent like say you're you're like breaking even with the rent and your mortgage yeah. you're going to be losing money if you have a property manager right right so, I mean, so in that case, you would want to do it on your own. Okay. It just depends on your situation, but... But you can um, get, get money and still have a property management company? Like, you can still make money? What? Like, okay, so she said, like, how... Okay. <laughs> like, 
you know how Jennifer just said like, okay, it's like breaking even and then you're, you have to pay the company. So you're losing money. Yeah. But is there ever a scenario where you hire a project management company and you're still <laughs> making money? Property, yeah. Or what is it? What am I going to do? Property management. What am I going to do? So if you're a product manager and you do software engineering, how much money are you going to make? That's why I um, don't yes. know. Yeah, so like, definitely. Like, anything, right? like I said, like, if, if you have an apartment building or like even a duplex and you're making, like you're, you're ne- like netting, I don't know, let's say, 2000 a month, like then, yeah, you definitely have room in there to hire a property manager. And like, you're probably going to be getting more money because there's going to be less vacancies. Cause there's, if the apartment isn't filled, the property manager is not getting paid. You know what I mean? So they're, Oh, so they'll like find you tenants. So you yeah, don't have to like, yeah. they'll oh, go and know. list your thing and no, interview people all of it. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like, a lot of them are realtors. Like a lot of them are, are realtors. Okay. Okay. Got it. That okay. sounds like good. That sounds like exactly what I need. I yeah. probably shouldn't like, even try to do it on my own. Right. Yeah. But like, even like I said, like if I bought a condo in Minnesota, I would just have my cousin. I would pay him to do it. You know, it's yeah. it's just like one place, one apartment. Um, that'd be easy and to be extra income for like him or something. You know. Yeah. So it's definitely you don't have to be an agent to, to be a property manager. Like anyone can do it. And would I have to like find a realtor? in like say I bought in South Dakota I don't know I don't know why that state is like in my head but like if I bought there like I couldn't like use you right like Um, I would have to go find a random real estate agent in South Dakota well so then in this scenario you would come to me and say hey I need a real estate agent in South Dakota and I would find them for you and okay. that's how, and then that's how I like build relationships and referrals back and forth, and you know, it, with people in the industry in other states. Does that, that happen really, often? Like that you talk yeah. to other realtors in other states? Yeah, my friend, that's one in. But like, there you have to know them, obviously. You know, you, I mean, you don't have to know them, but like my friend in New York, she just referred me someone. I got him a rental. My mom is buying in Seattle, and I called the Berkshire Hathaway office up there and hooked her up with you know, spoke to the office manager, was like, this is my mom. She needs this, this, and this. And she hooked her up with someone that my mom like loves. So I don't have, I didn't know anyone in Seattle, but I made the connection with someone within my company. Okay. Okay. Is your company, what company for everyone do you work for? I'm with Berkshire Hathaway and I work at the Brentwood office. Is that like, um, like national? Like, is it all over? Is it? Yeah. It's it's huge. It's, it is, uh, it's international actually. They have um, offices like all over. Um, it's Warren Buffett owns it. Okay. I know him. Yeah. (laughs) Billionaire Warren Buffett. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a great, like, billionaire, rich guy, daddy, daddy. This is totally like his brand. So. Oh, it is. Okay. Got it. So what if, when we're buying a house, what are like the most important questions we need to ask you? Yeah, so some good questions to ask are like, what is the market like right now? A real estate agent should be able to rattle that off. If you need like a lender, an inspector, or a contractor, like you, your real estate agent should have those connections and those contacts in the area. So, you know, like, oh, I need oh. I need a lender. Like, do you know anyone? Or like, I do you have an inspector, a termite inspector, you know, that kind of thing. So like, can you recommend these people? Um, they should be able to explain the home buying process. 
So ask, you know, can you explain the home buying process? Because you want to know exactly what you're doing. Like you don't want to go in. Obviously, you have a real estate agent to guide you, but you should know like what you should expect the entire way. Mm -hmm. Um, A big thing is you should ask what their availability is and what's the best way to contact them. Because real estate agents, obviously, we're working all the time. We don't really have a schedule. But there's some people that like won't take calls after 8 p.m. or so you know what I mean. So you yeah. shouldn't really expect to get a reply at 10 o'clock at night at all times, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. So just like ask them like, what's your availability? What's the best way to contact you? Communication is huge. So if you're not contacting them in the best way or like they're not contacting you, like say you never look at your emails and that's all they have, like that's going to be an issue. Um and also, if they have an assistant, make sure the assistant is CC'd on everything because then that's two set of eyes looking at it. Okay. So you don't have a set schedule? Like you can just kind of work whenever? Yeah. So everyone online um, says treat your business like a business. Work eight to five or whatever. Um, but like I'm, I don't have to go into an office. Um, if I have something else to do in the middle of the day, I can do that and, and answer emails later. You know what I mean? So I don't have um, a set work schedule. I can be anywhere really um, and do this job. So it's nice. Yeah. I mean, that's half the reason why I went into even styling. Like I wanted to be able to take off when I wanted and do yeah. what I want when I want, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like in the serving industry so long. Like I love that um, freedom. Yeah. yeah. Sales yeah. definitely gives you that. I tried it. Um, and turned like I wasn't good at sales, so like <laughs> I mean, it didn't matter. A sales my person like yeah, selling a home, like, obviously. I feel like you're so good. Really? Well, you should tell that to my old company that <laughs> legit fired me. So, um, <laughs> not for you. So, do you get like a salary, or is it all commission based? It's all commission based. So that's why you want to work. Exactly. And I mean, you, what you put into it, you're going to get out of it, basically. So how does commission work? So like, if you know, like, I have to pay my realtor, like, yeah. yeah, so sellers and landlords pay all commissions, which a lot of people I don't think know, like, if you're a buyer, you're not paying commission. Okay, oh. that's just for the seller. Yeah, the seller pays me for bringing them a buyer. Okay. So if you're selling a home, commission is usually like standard is 5%. And then so 2.5% goes to the selling side and 2.5% goes to the listing side. Oh, okay. So that's seller, not like a huge percentage like that you have to give up, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is that an addition? So like you pay like that isn't isn't like taken out of the price of the house, like you have to pay that out of pocket or? Um. Well, so that's when where escrow comes in. So escrow will do like a they'll like balance out your costs and then at the end you'll pay out of what you would have made in the sale. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Does that, does that make any sense? Yeah. So you have to give it to both sides. This, the person yeah. selling the house and then the person who bought the house. Yeah. Buyer's agent and seller's agent both get 2.5%. That's what they're called. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And then, and then from that you have a percent split with your broker what? Who's the broker? Broker. The broker. So Berkshire Hathaway is my broker. Oh, so it's the company that you work for. So then they get a commission? Then they get a percent of my commission. Yes. This is some bullshit. I feel like you're just giving away your money. It works out because it's like they're the ones 
you know about these houses because of this working for well, this broke yeah like, is that well, the word? their name is on all my stuff like Berkshire Hathaway is like a known name so like their names on my stuff I use yeah. the office I use the printer I use their resources all the time so yeah that's like what's the what's the difference between a broker and like a real estate agent like can you like why wouldn't you just be a broker yeah so as a realtor you can you have to work under a broker um I believe that there's a a additional like education hours and another test you have to take okay broker so it's just like it's like another step up and then you basically can hire agents under you and then you get a percent of their commission so I'm pretty sure Jason Oppenheim yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's the broker. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the broker. And then so he gets a little bit of all of the girls. So basically, like, theoretically, and I could just go be a broker. Like, I could go take my testing and stuff and never sell anything, but just hire a bunch of real realtors and I'd just be making money. But I think you have to be a realtor for a certain amount of time. Oh, oh, okay. I don't think it's that long. I think it's like three years. Wow. I'm literally pulling these numbers from school four years ago. <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, I. Oh, so you have to do be a realtor first. Yes. Okay. Oh, see, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, and then I mean, but like being a broker, like you have to manage people. Like I don't want to do that, even because yeah. the best agents in my office have a ninety-five percent, five percent split. So the broke, so Berkshire Hathaway only gets 5% of their commission. Mm -hmm. You need to work your way up to that. But like, that's not, that's not too much to me. You know what I mean? Like if I can work my way up to that, I might as well just make my money and go home and not manage a bunch of people if I was a broker, you know? So then what would it be when you first start? Like what percentage do they get? Yeah. So most agents, when they first start, start at 50-50. Oh. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's, okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay, this is like all like all these dots are connecting for me right now because I'm like, okay, I see realtors like especially from my hometown. Well, I wouldn't even call it my hometown, but this one time when I lived in Northern California, um, everyone was a realtor. But like there were some like there was this one family that had like private jets and stuff, and there was like everyone else that was like not anything I'm like what the fuck like you guys are selling like the same houses like why are you like so wealthy as fuck yeah yeah Yeah, but um that can be negotiated too with your office and like as you continue to sell more you can renegotiate your split um okay so it's that's why people make so much money when they're at the top because it can be 95.5 versus like a 50 50 for sure and people like Jason Oppenheim and um, million dollar listing people like they're selling like $10 million homes plus. And when do you get to do those? Like that isn't, is that right away? That's well, you, I could do that right now if I knew someone that trusted me with a $10 million sale, but those are like, I get one. You're my realtor girl. (laughs) But they get 2.5% of that deal. So that's like one deal. You're good to go for years. The year. The year. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they do, they do however many of those a year, and it's just like raining cash. Are there like brokers that are still like active real estate agents? So like they just keep all their money? Yeah, Jason did that on an episode. Oh, I don't yeah. know who was still selling. And he, then it was like his listing, one of them. Oh. Yeah. And then there's um, I know this usually that's with smaller brokers. Okay. You know? Okay. So he's like a small brokerage. Is it brokerage? Yeah. Is that brokerage. how you would say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, that was good. <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got it, you guys. Really learning something here. So it's, like, easier when he's a – because it's a small company. Right. 
Okay. Um, and then like, I know like Acme real estate, I'm pretty sure like Courtney, like she, she's, I follow them. I love all the homes they sell. She, um, it still sells. I'm pretty sure too. And she's the broker. Yeah. When you watch, so do you watch million dollar listing or selling sunset or any yeah. other show like that? Yeah, I do because sometimes it's good to just to see the way they talk, even though I know some, it's like not all real and some of it might be scripted, like some of the buzzwords they use and it's, and even just to like see how they price the home and like it is educational for an agent to watch, um, but it is entertaining too. Like I, I'm not above that kind of stuff. I love that. You know, I love all Do you think any of that shit's real? Like, do people really fight like that? Like, have you no seen way. that? Like, no one's fighting in their open house like that. Like, that's insane. Or, you know, like, no one's, like, fighting in front of clients. That's, that would never happen. There, yeah, that would I happen. feel like none of that shit would be acceptable. But it's, like, that's what you need for the reality show. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. you need some kind of drama. Well, I, I, literally, I literally had have had one dramatic moment, I think. Tell us about it. Spill the tea, girl. Um, <laughs> So I was showing this apartment to these two guys and the other agent, it's like a weird brokerage, I think. And they do like, they want to, they want your client's number to send them the link to apply or something like that. And so she kept being like, Hey, can I have your client's number? And like, you don't ask that you don't ask for another agent's client's number. Like you don't ask for any contact info. Like that's their client. You go through the agent. That's how standard industry business is. Um, and is that like, cause you're trying to steal a client? Exactly. Like that would be, okay. Yeah. And like your reputation and just like your network is everything in this industry. You don't want to piss anyone off like that. Yeah. Um, but she kept, and this was just for a rental. So this wasn't even a big deal, but she kept like asking like, kind of your client's number. And I was like, I was like, no, it's okay. You can just email me everything. I'll send him. And I was being so nice. And then I turned to go into a different unit cause he was still behind me with his friend and I see her turn around and run to where he was because I was I was leaving the room and she's sneaky bitch. And she runs over to him and was like, hi, can I get your number for the application? And I like literally I saw that she did that. I ran out of the room and I was like, lady, you can email me like I was like, you go through me. It's fine. And he was like, this is so awkward. I don't know what to say. And I just was like, give her your number if you want. And I walked away. I was like, she was being outrageous. So that was like the only kind of dramatic thing that's ever happened. I'd say yeah. that's not too bad compared to what you see on the shows. No, no, no. It wasn't bad. But in the moment, like after I kind of yelled at her, I was like, shit, I forgot that the clients. I mean, I would be <laughs> fucking annoyed too. I'd be like, I what part of email me are you not comprehending? Literally, I, I just told you, no, you can't have my client's number. And then she ran over to him the minute I turned my back. I was like, who are you? What? I feel like she really took don't take no for an answer like to, <laughs> to another level. Like she just yeah. was like. Hey, she's getting her bag, I guess. Yeah. So would you ever be on a show like that if the opportunity arose? Yeah, I would. So I've always said I really want to do like an all-female real estate agent design and investor team. So we have an investor that puts the money in to buy the homes and to flip them. I would be the one that like finds the deals and sells the home after and then we have an, an interior designer that like goes in and like revamps everything. Would the interior designer be the stager? Um, no, like interior designer would do. They would like, you know, if you're if we're like tearing down walls, they would like reconfigure the whole layout and like. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they would probably also stage as well, definitely. But like, I yeah, I've always thought like that would be a fun show, like a really boss, like all woman team. 
When I make my million, I'll for sure be your investor. Yeah, thank you. I would love that. I would love, we would, remember when we applied for a reality show? And I, oh, I yes. <laughs> well, memory, <laughs> memory kind of so memory. <laughs> that interview. So, wow. Blast from the past. Drunk in lobby. <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, I, I, think, I think that would be really cool to do that but um so I'm basically I'm trying to find an influencer that'll listen to me and put down some you know like that I can talk to and maybe she can put down her money like a really cute model you know what I mean like she needs she needs to invest too Mercedes we're right here <laughs> yeah do you have millions I have yeah. millions I'm an influencer and I got a hot bod <laughs> just putting it out in the universe no because then that'll be <laughs> fake until you make it but well what so what is the difference between like an interior designer and a stager because I see on the shows yeah. you're like I have to stage this and I'm like because people will want to sell it more is or or buy it yeah by seeing it done up like that sure. yeah so I mean in, stagers are interior designers you oh, know, they, so they that. yeah but um they don't necessarily like aren't they aren't like tearing down walls, changing tile, you know, a stager is just bringing in furniture to make the home look nice. So say it's like an empty house, like no one lives there. Um, it's going to sell for a higher price and just faster if, if it looks really nice with furniture in it. Oh yeah. God. Like I'm not creative. Like I can't see a vision. Like if it's Nothing. not in front of my face, I'm not like, right. wow, this house has potential. <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is a piece of shit. I got to go. Like, yeah. right. but if like it was staged, I would be like, okay, now I can see the potential. So yeah. I know as a buyer that would help me a lot for sure. for sure. Cause you would be like, oh yeah, like the couch could go there. Like it is right now. You know, like you can like see your stuff Definitely. better when you see it already. Yeah. Do Does you have to, pocket? yeah. Do you pay out of pocket for that or? Usually the buyer pays for the stager, um, but or not the did I say the buyer? buyer. Sorry, it was like, like wow, buyers spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the seller um, pays for the stager. I know that some uh, real estate agents will like pitch in money. Um, I my old boss, I'm pretty sure I've been in a deal with when she did that, um, but for the most part agents don't pay for that okay. like how much does something like that cost yeah I mean probably that's hard I you definitely get quotes that's another thing you can quote get quotes from multiple stagers and kind of like have them negotiate for yeah exactly bid against each other um but yeah I mean it's usually like around like five to ten to twelve thousand dollars it depends on how big the house is thousand dollars no I'm selling it as a blank box sorry <laughs> use your shit. fucking imagination <laughs> I can't do it for you you like, guys are just saying how good of an idea it was for buyers <laughs> well yeah fuck the buyer I don't have time for that shit and I'm like fuck that it depends which side I'm on yeah well and then you can also do partial staging which is like they bring in like a new rug and pretty pillows and like you know maybe one bookcase or you know they like it's partial like they don't bring in all, like a couch but they'll like fluff it up with stuff do you have to pay for your open houses that you throw or is that the brokerage that pays for that yeah so well as an agent I pay for all my open house signs I pay for um yeah I pay for like you know the steak sign that's in yeah. there mm -hmm. I pay for those um some open houses they do like uh, like ice cream truck or a taco truck out front, like 
the agents paying for that to like nope. get people to come. Yeah. I would so, come. Yeah, the AP <laughs> truck was outside. <laughs> I, would, I sure would for come. sure come. Am I buying the house? Probably not, but I'm getting some tacos. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the agent pays for all the marketing for open houses and marketing in general. The agent is paying for photos. Like professional photos are key. Um, agents paying for those, maybe the video, if it's like a really nice house, they'll do a video. Yeah. So it's kind of like you got to spend money to make money. For sure. Okay. And that's like another thing, like when you're buying a house or the buyers come, like how I just said I would come for the free tacos. How do you know if someone's a real buyer versus just like a looky-loo in the neighborhood? Mm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the thing. Like in open houses, you can say, you know, like, oh, like, are you, are you, if it's like a Sunday open house, it'd be like, oh, have you seen a lot today? Or like, have you seen a lot of homes today? Like, you just kind of like pry a little. Um, like, do you live in the area? You know, stuff like that. And then they'll usually open up and be like, yeah, like we saw this house online and we really liked it. Or, you know, they'll open up about more. Um, you really don't know if someone's serious until you get an offer. And honestly, after that, you really don't know until like contingencies are removed and no one can back out of the deal. You know, so if I want to go look at like a five million dollar house, which clearly I'm not in the market for, but like they don't know that I can do it. Um, Pre-COVID, yes. But now since oh. COVID, everyone has to you have to have like a scheduled time slot. Oh. So they don't have like multiple people walking through at a time. It's like one group at a time. Okay. And, um, it's not nearly as fun. So now you, if you have to have a scheduled time slot, you have to like email them. And like, I mean, you still could like go and do that, but that's a lot of effort for like yeah by the house you know yeah, yeah me and yeah. my dad used to do that all the time just walk around and go to open houses and yeah they have cookies I know that sounds like it could be it really it. is a fun activity like <laughs> on a Sunday like I know, whatever I, used to, I know I used to go all the time and like I used to do my Instagram videos and like take videos and they'd be like oh do you have a buyer for this house I'm like oh yeah for sure you know and like just keep going with my videos because I Wait, I didn't have a buyer for the house but I wanted really to really Katie, you yeah. should, once this COVID thing is over and whatever, we should go to open houses and take fucking pictures of ourselves at it. <laughs> that, I would love to do that. I think some people have gotten, like, in trouble for doing that. Like, Little Tay or something. Do you remember that girl? Oh, she was, like, years yes. old, and I'm a big bitch. <laughs> that little girl or something. Or she yeah. Like, yeah. Open house. I shit on your faces or something like that. Oh. Like, how much money she had. I don't know. She was, like, really aggressive, you guys. I know who you're talking about. But her mom was a real estate agent and she used the homes to be like, I'm a big, rich girl. And then they were like, uh, that's not your house. And then then I got nervous. Not that I was ever thinking of doing it, but like, I was like, (laughs) oh shit. Well, I definitely like when, um, like my mentor, whenever she has homes that are staged, I, I always ask to like go take a few pictures from <laughs> like, I need content. Can I just go for 10 minutes and take a few pictures? Cause look, some of them are empty and they don't have anyone living in them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sure. Like, cause she'll, you know, she takes pictures in them too. And, um, well, I mean, if you happen to have a house, that's just so fucking bomb that would just go with our aesthetic. As long as you don't go viral, then I'm going to get fired. Like, oh, oh, well, we're going to. So that's <laughs> unfortunate. Top one. I'll try not to. But, you know, always going viral over here. Um, what? Oh, so you said you have a mentor. Is that, like, different yeah. than, like, an assistant? Like, were you her assistant or his assistant? Or how did that work? Yeah, her name is Lauren. Um, I was her assistant for three years. So that was my first job in real estate. So I you start off as an assistant, usually, right? Um, yeah. I d- so there's, like, three ways you can do it. You can jump right in 
to real estate and being your own agent, you can okay. join a team, which you have a little more support, but you're still like your own agent under another agent, or you can be an assistant. And I decided to take the assistant route. I learned better by watching someone else do it. And then I can be like, oh, I, you know, I can do that. And maybe I come up with like a better system or process or whatever. Like I, I, from being like a fashion assistant to a real estate assistant, like I was, I liked it, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I was her assistant for three years and I mean, crazy timing. I told her last December that I was quitting in February. You know, I was just like, Hey, like it's my time to like go on my own. And then fucking COVID happened. And I went on oh, my own. Shit. I know I like had fully trained a new assistant and everything, but it was fine. Like I, I do like building my brand. I like being my own boss. Um, yeah. But so Lauren is now my mentor. And okay. So, as my mentor, she pretty much walks me through three deals. And then, um, so it's like a mentorship program they have at the office. And so she walks me through three deals and then she gets like a little piece, more people taking my money, but Got it. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, so get more piece of the pie, whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, slimmer. I actually, think she, gets, I think she gets a piece of like what the, the broker gets. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Then, yeah, well, that's what I'm included. That's like an included <laughs> deal then. What's but, the difference between a homeowners association, homeowners association versus not one? Like, yeah. So is there benefits to both or like what's the downside to each or things like that? Yeah. So if you live, usually like townhomes and condos, you have an HOA and homeowners association, they basically make all the decisions for the building. Um, so like if they're going to repaint the walls in like on the, in the halls or the outside needs a gardener, you know, like they make the decision. Um, and you have to pay an HOA fee if you're in like a condo or some, some single family homes, homes have like HOAs and like neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had one growing up, but there was like a development that like, yeah, it wasn't a condo. It was like a house, but it was like a whole development that people had. Right. Yeah. So then your money, your HOA fee goes towards, you know, whatever the HOA needs for the community or for the building or, you know, the upkeep, staff, you know, that kind of thing. But you still have to pay for your own gardener and things like that? <laughs> no, because if you're in a condo, it's just like someone is just doing it. But what if it's your house, like not your condo? Like it's then your you own. Still, well, you still have to pay it. Well, yeah, if it's, if it's your house, then... I mean, me and my neighbors all had different gardeners, so yeah. like, okay, I didn't think it was like that. Like, very I was specialized. No, I, was, I was, I was doing it for like condo situation, but oh, um, for like your own house, yeah, you have to do your own, you have to do your own stuff. But um, it, the HOA will tell you like what the money goes towards, and they they have like meetings, so you can like look at meeting minutes. You can see what they've spent on the previous month, or you know that kind of thing. And it's like someone can't paint their window or like their blinds orange or something without getting approval, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So usually most renovations, like big renovations have to go through HOA if you're like breaking down walls and stuff, but okay. everything, so say a condo, everything on the outside has to be identical. Um, you can't touch anything on the outside of like your windows or patio doors or whatever, but anything on the inside you can, that's yours. You can do. Okay. So do you think it's worth it being in an well, HOA versus not? Well, I mean, if you not you have to. Well, some people, you can buy in a neighborhood that doesn't have one, right? Oh, 
Oh, so you're saying like, is it worth it to buy in a neighborhood that has an HOA versus? Yeah. So like, for instance, one of our friends, her mom just bought a home and for her sister and they're like renting it out. But she was like one of, I got the idea about the ugly paint because she's like someone bought and like painted this house really ugly. And she was like, that's what you get for not having like a homeowners association, I guess. Like, um, so that's why I was like, well, what are the benefits? To- <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends. yeah, for single family, for single family <laughs> homes with an HOA. Yeah. It really depends on if you care what the neighborhood looks like, I guess. Okay. Hopefully that's she was thinking of a very specific (laughs) incident in her mind. Very like I don't know much, but like I just will pick up on people. I feel like it's worth it. Like my parents' house, they pay an HOA and like the neighbor keeps leaving her trash cans out and now she has like a lean on her house or something. (laughs) It kind of is nice, but it's just if you want to spend the money, it's just another fee. Right. When you rent out your property, do does the renter pay HOA or do you pay HOA? You pay HOA, but you have to think about that when you come up with the rent price. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. There's literally so much. A two hundred thousand dollar home and charge like five grand a month of rent. <laughs> I feel like I need to go to real estate school just so I can learn like how well, to buy a house. And and like I said, like you'll have an agent. Obviously, if you go through the process, that'll guide you along the way and won't throw all this info in an hour. You know what I mean? So yeah. And so if we do have like say not the best credit or something like that, like you said, you want to have six fifty or above, but like. What if your parents or someone else that has a financial situation that could be helpful, can they yeah. co-sign? So, yes. Okay. Yes. That is a thing. Um, so we're not going and we, we can, we can get some help then. Daddy, Daddy, please <laughs> help. Help him poor. I mean, all these yes. fees are like crazy. No, I know. Yeah. So it depends on the lender, like what they want, but yes, you use a co-signer is possible. Um, so basically they're called a non-occupant co-client on the mortgage. That's just what it's called. It's just, they don't occupy the house, but they're going to be on the loan and they're just as responsible for the loan as you are. So the bank can come knocking on their door if you default. So they just have to know that, you know? Okay. So then it's their responsibility as well. It's, okay. it's possible. It's definitely possible. It's a thing, but everyone has to know like the repercussions if you don't pay, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you see a lot of like people our age buying homes by themselves or with help? Um, Definitely with help. Not so much on the, like the mortgage part, but more on the down payment part. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, and how much, do you, how do you know how much of like how much you can spend on a house? So that's how you get pre-approved. So do you just like not Is it based like, on like your before income? you, yeah, before you like look for a house or whatever, like should you go and like ask like how realistically how much money can I get and then look at a house based off that budget? Yeah. So basically you go to a lender and you say, hey, I want to get pre-approved. And they, they, they don't do a hard pull on your credit, I don't think. Um, but they like look at your credit. They look at your income. They... Um, basically they ask for all these documents, tax, tax documents too. And they say, okay, so we probably will, you know, give you this amount. You're pre-approved for this amount of money. We think you can afford this mortgage, you know, a million dollars. We think you can afford that every month. 
So then that's how you know what price houses you can start looking at. Okay. Okay, that makes, that makes Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, like the bank has to say, like, I'm willing to give you a million dollars. Like, that's your budget. Is there any like insurance that you have to pay for it? Like how you pay your car insurance? Like, or I know there was house insurance that you had to pay for that was like, if you only put 3% down or something, yeah. but like, is there any other insurance we have to worry about if we can put that 20 down? Um, nope. Just the private mortgage insurance. And then there's like homeowners insurance. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's that? Um, I mean, it's just like your, you know, earthquake insurance, flood insurance, fire. Yeah. I think there's fire. I mean, obviously there's fire insurance. There's insurance for if someone like breaks in your house. This um, is an all for one, one for all, like yeah, one for all. There's, there's definitely bundles. Usually earthquake insurance is not always included. So sometimes you have to pay for that separate, but yeah, there's definitely like bundles that you can like buy. I don't know that I'm not. Is it this? <laughs> well, this is a whole nother ballgame. This is like a whole same, nother thing. The same as what, what you get for your apartment, right? Yeah, like, yeah, renters. AAA $200 and you're good for the year? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just cool. feel like there's these all these, like, hidden fees that I, like, didn't fucking know about. Till... Well, no, there are, and that's why yeah. you just have to be prepared and save, 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 save your money. Okay, so saving, that would be the number one piece of advice to give people is just you got to save. You have to save, put yourself on a budget if you're serious about buying a home. And I know, like, none of this is fun, but... Um, put yourself on a budget and pay down your debt, pay down your debt. Oh, right, right, right. So you like, don't want to have too much of that. Right. Wow. Those are, those are the hardest things for me to do in my life. So two of the hardest things, like it's <laughs> like, I maybe have $20 in my savings. I know. It's, not <laughs> it's on, more just but... like a save the change account than a savings <laughs> account. <laughs> like, let's it's just so be real. Okay, so how long do, does that, it just depends on your income then, I guess, how long it would take to save and your lifestyle and what you choose to spend on. Right. So yeah. you just have to be serious, like you said. Yeah, definitely. Or just marry, you know, rich. 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 Mm. That's also, I'm sure here that happens a lot of the times. Yeah. Then you don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> so yeah. is that, do you, guys, do you have any other questions, Jennifer, or anything else you want to tell us, Mercedes? Um... No, not really. I just, um, I love like talking to millennials about this stuff and I love yeah. like being that resource for them. And especially like in the social media age, we have like this group of young, of a young generation that are making so much money. And I think it's just important to put it somewhere good because you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to be dancing and like cute forever. So, so, and do you get a tax Speak right for yours? self I'm gonna be dancing and cute forever well you know I mean like you know what I mean like you're not gonna be able to be like an influencer forever that's yeah. just like yeah so, so investing is where you and put buying a home is a smart investment for sure like you said your psychic said that like yeah. all of your rich friends are doing it yeah like, like I said that like, before like rich that's what rich people are doing why are not why are we not doing it yeah, yeah. but I'm like oh, well sure. then how the hell did you get rich to buy all these houses because I'm already freaking out about like little things like an inspector <laughs> like but I, I mean I get but the percent is hopefully think to first-time buyers like if you want to just put down the three percent but just keep in mind you have that insurance yeah. that goes along with it so there's like pros and cons to there is. each one that yeah. you want to go maybe, yeah and maybe just buy in a smaller market you know maybe you can't buy in the middle of LA and that's okay you know 
Well, this has been so informational. Like, I feel like I got all my questions answered. Like, we really appreciate you being here. Um, You guys go follow her on Instagram. It's at Homes by Mercedes. Um, She has the cutest fucking aesthetic of life. I know you really do. She's literally like a little model in these fucking houses. So go look. And do you work (laughs) for, what's it called again? Berkshire Hathaway. The Brentwood Hathaway. Hathaway. Yeah. And if you need to buy or rent or lease or whatever in LA, hit me up, DM me, email me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for all of that valuable information. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Of course. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.